Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to season three of the Agile World, where we discuss customer and employee experience, organizational and workforce transformation, and how business can adapt and continually improve in an Agile age. The Agile World podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed in this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Hi, my name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how organizations can protect themselves against the great resignation through a smarter recruitment marketing strategy. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Jared Hummel, president at Parka Digital Marketing Agency. Jared, welcome to the show. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, looking forward to talking with you. Uh, so why don't we why don't we start by um, why don't you give a little background on yourself and on Parka? Yeah. So uh, starting with myself, uh, I'm a little bit of a wanderer, I guess. Uh, I started my career in manufacturing and then got into uh, real estate, property management, and then plumbing and heating, and then uh, eventually uh, staffing, and then digital marketing for staffing. So uh, a little bit of a journeyman, but um, I think, you know, what I've learned through that process is, uh, you know, most business has the same common uh, common issues. And it's a lot of times, you know, around what we're talking about today of creating a great culture, hiring great people, uh, following the process and, and scaling and growing. And so, uh, on the, on the Parker side, um, uh, we actually have a sister company, uh, Reseek Search and Consulting, which is a recruiting and staffing agency in the Minneapolis Twin Cities market. And, uh, I actually started as the CFO, uh, for that company. And then, uh, we had a, a small digital agency that was flailing a little bit when I started. And so I sat down with the, with the owner and CEO, who is a big marketing guy. And he explained his vision was to. Uh, train, teach, and educate the staffing and recruiting market uh, on the power of digital marketing. And so I said, well, that's a that's a good uh, true north, but we don't have any staffing clients and we're not built <laughs> to be an outsourced marketing agency. And so really, I've just kind of been on a three and a half year uh, journey where the first year I uh, ran both uh, or stayed in my CFO role and ran Parka to a point where it was... Uh, I was able to run Parka full time. And, uh, you know, when Tony asked me if I wanted, wanted to do that, I said, well, yeah, why not? The only two things I haven't done in my career are marketing and sales. So it seems a logical, <laughs> why not? <laughs> logical <right? step>. yeah. <laughs> um, so I've learned a lot. And obviously for those of you that know digital marketing, I mean, it's very, uh, analytical numbers based. Uh, and so I've found, you know, a lot of passion and, uh, really growing kind of the, um, you know, we're less of a branding agency and more of a performance marketing agency. So really driving business results for our clients. Uh, and then with a strong focus on technology integrations, automation, uh, and, and client and candidate experience. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Like we started with a lot of, a lot of mom and pop shops, a lot of lifestyle businesses with, really small retainers and really short contracts to the point now where uh, we're working with some of the largest staffing and recruiting firms in North America. Uh, so it's been a fun, fun, short ride and looking forward to the future. 
Nice. Well, yeah, and that, I think that's that's really interesting that you've got a number of different perspectives. I mean, not only you've worked on the let's call it client side, you've worked at the at the staffing company level, and now you're working on behalf of of staffing companies. So I think that it kind of gives a, a well rounded um, perspective to um, to some of the things that we're going to talk about. And I, I want to kind of launch into the, our, our discussion here. Um, by talking about what's referred to as the Great Resignation, and so for those listening, if um, if you're not familiar, um, this it's this idea that a, a large percentage the the percentages vary by by the news source that you might check, but um, a large percentage of employees are either considering a move, have already moved, or are thinking of making some kind of change to their their current role, whether that's, again, staying but changing their role, leaving altogether, perhaps even becoming an entrepreneur, which a lot of a lot of people are, are considering those kinds of moves or becoming independent, like a contractor. So um, what is what is your definition of the great resignation and, and a follow on to that is, you know, how is it affecting your clients in the in the staffing world? Yeah, so I guess I would just uh, define the great resignation as obviously we went through an insane 2020 uh, that no one could have ever predicted in their lifetime. And I think when events like that happen, you know, it really gives people time to reflect (laughs) on what they're passionate about in life, like what they're doing. Uh, You know, a lot of people having, uh, you know, gotten... um, let go are, you know, kind of retooling or (laughs) had time to think. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's really obviously what drives it or was driving it or is driving it. It's just that, uh, philosophical change in people's lives where they're like, holy crap, I've been doing this for, you know, five, 10, 15 years. And it was just my routine. And now that routine's broken, there's this whole other world out there that <laughs> that I can explore and and people are exploring it and moving. Um, and so, yeah, I, from the staffing side, um, I mean, it's affected us in a lot of ways. Obviously, we staff people for other companies, but um, I forget uh, LinkedIn did a, a poll and like the the job postings for rec- like staffing agency recruiters was like higher than like hospitality workers or something it was like insane (laughs) how many (laughs) and like we have uh we have an hr consulting division uh within our sister company and they have so many job orders for uh contract talent acquisition people to place at our clients you know that are corporate entities that like we basically just like stop filling them because like we can't (laughs) like there's just everyone is is looking to to hire, uh, retain and all of that. And so, um, you know, from our side, uh, as a staffing agency, you know, most of our clients and our sister company are having, you know, hundred percent growth record years, uh, you know, can't hire their own recruiters fast enough. And there's actually one of our clients, uh, who is not a super large, uh, large company, had a call for 17 uh, paid search manager roles for one company. And they literally were like, nope, like there's no way we can fill those roles. Like you're going to have to go somewhere else. And if wow. you take 
a, you know, a twenty twenty five thousand dollar fee times seventeen, you know, they were walking away from yeah. more than a half million dollars, like without even blinking an eye. So, um, yeah, it's it's causing disruption, you know, for our clients uh, and the industry as a whole. Yeah. So how do you how do how does Parco work to um, maybe not solve that exact issue, but you know how does how does yeah. Parco work to to help solve some of these challenges that that staffing companies are running into? You know, Park as a whole, I think we try to talk about it as solving business problems, not yeah. as just doing digital marketing, quote unquote. And obviously, part of our service is just helping companies build their brand and post on organic social and write blogs and whatnot, but you know, we, I call it like the put the quarter in model. Like we're not the put the quarter in model agency, like we're an agency partner. And so, you know, there was a time, you know, three, four months ago that probably half of our clients were like, shut off all client lead initiatives, transition all of our budget to candidate attraction. Uh, and so, and so that's really, you know, the business problem we're helping them solve is, uh, using technology, social media, job board advertising, programmatic uh, display ads, like anything we can do to attract candidates to, you know, fill their open positions is is really the critical mission we're on right now. And I think uh, staffing firms in general, I think it's changing a little bit, but, you know, there's sometimes a negative connotation with candidates that, you know, if they can place me, great. If not, they won't give me the time of day. And so what we've done in the last uh, year really is is built out our technology and automation division within Parka with the focus on creating uh, awesome candidate experiences. And so, uh, you know, with the volume that happens in staffing companies, it's virtually impossible for a human being to <laughs> nurture candidates throughout the life cycle. And so the more we can automate that, uh, with touch points, whether that's email, text message, personal contacts, um, you know, I think that's what's uh, probably going to be the biggest differentiator in staffing firms in the next five years, because people, they don't have to work with the staffing firm, uh, you know, a block from their house. Like it's obviously a, a national and global world now, and people are going to go, you know, where they can get placed, where they feel wanted uh, and and where they have a great experience. Are you seeing just as a follow up to that I the 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 global comment are you seeing a lot more organizations are more willing to hire outside of their local area? Yeah, I think that's uh you know, if you want to win you got to meet your clients and candidates where they are, right? And yeah. I think yeah. that not coming from staffing and recruiting uh you know, my tagline is kind of the industry as a whole is probably five to seven years behind from a sophistication standpoint to a lot of other industries. Um, and so there, there is a lot of hesitancy to change. And you and I were talking before this, but Bullhorn, who is the largest uh, CRM ATS, had their annual conference um, yesterday that I was a part of. And, and they were talking about like, like the state of disruption in staffing right now is incredible. Like they're, 
it sounds horrible and it's not to be the, like Grim Reaper, but there's a good chunk of, you know, small to mid-sized staffing firms that won't, <laughs> won't exist in a couple years because yeah. of the changes that are happening. And, and, you know, that's coming from, from a group that basically <laughs> is a, you know, a top three leader uh, in this industry. Um, so yeah, that's, I think, uh, you know, this whole generation, even before, COVID and, and whatnot, like there, there was a reality, like when I worked in plastic manufacturing, uh, we worked with Lionel Bazell and Dow Chemical, uh, were two of our suppliers and in their sales teams, like they multiple or in their sales teams, they didn't have one salesperson under the age of 55. Like they had like 27 global sales managers that were all retiring in a five-year oh, <laughs> window wow. and Dow actually had a very good uh leadership development program that they put in place to start to raise up uh some of those young young leaders but at the time anyways a few years ago like Lion Del Bazell really didn't have a plan like these people that were handling you know billions of dollars in raw material <laughs> sales were just retiring one by one and there was no no way around it and so i think that's that's what we're seeing and it's been only expedited through the you know coronavirus and and uh, you know digital transformation as millennials gen xers like they're all coming into management positions they're coming into the workforce and like they're what they're looking for is so much different than you know kind of our <laughs> our mom and dad's generation of you know, staying at a company, getting a pension, joining a union, like yeah. now it's contract freelance. I want to live in Fiji while I write content for staffing firms. Like, I right, mean, it's, right. and it's, it's kind of cool, you know, like I'm a, I personally like coming to the office and like culture, uh, that's an important thing to me, but as a millennial myself, like it's, it's kind of cool to watch it change. And, and I have a certain level of appreciation for, you know, the future of of work and work-life balance. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's dive a little more into, into some of that as well as, as we talk a little more about great, the great resignation. So the, the most cost-effective way to, you know, um, protect against having to hire is to have greater retention in the first place. Right. So, you know, it's yeah. sort of, let's call it preventative <laughs> um, measures. So, you know, what's, What's preventing from from what you're saying? What's preventing companies from having better retention in in the first place? Yeah, um, I mean, I fortunately or unfortunately, I feel like a little bit is uh, already predetermined. I think yeah. watching the business owners that I know uh, in the Twin Cities and the crazy wide variety of how they handled their employees and their culture through the pandemic. Uh, I think honestly is one of the driving, driving causes of, <laughs> of retention. Um, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I love our, our owners, uh, and I loved them before, uh, you know, the pandemic hit, but watching how they went through it gave me a whole nother level of appreciation for being part of, you know, the team and the business that I run. Um, and with that, like our, Parka as a whole uh, has not lost one employee this year, uh, and we've actually grown by ten. Uh, wow. And then our parent or our sister company Versique, I think, has lost two out of fifty. Um, 
And I truly believe <laughs> that it that it was how we handled uh, the great res- or uh, how we handled the pandemic. On the other side, uh, you know, my my wife uh, was working for a company, and she actually didn't get let go. But how they let go of people, and how they had uh, the decisions they made uh, for self preservation. You know, they, I think they had twenty six employees, and twenty four of them are gone. <laughs> Uh, and so like, you just see like total, uh, across the board of how, how people handled the situation and, and, you know, how that affected where they are today. Well, yeah. And so I guess to move to then to the next step, you know, so the first, the first stage is preventing turnover in the first place. The next stage would be that hiring slash onboarding process, What's your recommendation there, you know, as, as organizations are hiring and, you know, what's the best chance for success that they're not going to be turning around in three months and, and hiring again for the same positions? Yeah. I mean, to me, like I'm a huge culture guy, like the experience people have is what they remember. Right. And, um, so like when we've brought on people, you know, it's, it's really focused on, you know, the first couple of weeks having a strong onboarding where they understand our values, our mission, our true North, like what their role is meeting other people, both in the agency and our sister company. So they feel well connected. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I think that the interview process is a huge thing for me. Uh, I don't know if I'm weird about it or not, but I always look at it as a two-way street. I think a lot of, especially bigger companies, but like you get in the kind of like check the box mentality where, uh, you know, I mean, we could go a whole nother podcast on like (laughs) job descriptions and how the resume is dead and, (laughs) and all of that. Uh, but yeah, when, when I put out an offer to someone, like I've tried to give them every chance to step out and say, like, if this isn't for you, I'd be happy to refer you to, uh, you know, one of uh, the other agencies in the Twin Cities I'm connected with. Like, if this, you know, if you're just taking this for a small pay bump, you know, please (laughs) self-select out. Like, that's not not what we want here. Um, And then where, where you get your people too, right? Like, a lot of our growth has been through referrals. And so, when you have a great referral network and people coming to work with other people they trust, um, you know, in regards to the onboarding, like they feel like <laughs> they're essentially family the day they walk in the door. Right. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I might be a little all over the place, but I think it's like, it ultimately comes back to the culture that you create and, and kind of the vetting process, you know, uh, not to go on another tangent, but you know, one of the things that, that freaks me out a little bit is, uh, you know, some of these, some of these people that we're, we're looking at hiring, you know, they have one, two years experience and, and they want to go from making 45,000 to 90,000 <laughs> with a year of experience, yeah. but the, the market warrants it today, but like, it's not sustainable. So like what happens a year from now when things slow down, like the first people to get cut are the people that are, <laughs> vastly overcompensated and so that'll be an interesting uh you know conundrum (laughs) as we move forward in this because you know it's not you i mean to a certain extent we can raise our prices right as an agency but 
that also requires a different level of quality of work. And when you're hiring inexperienced people at a crazy rate, um, you know, then you risk client retention. And so that's something we've tried to balance. Uh, And I don't know if we're doing great or not, but, (laughs) um, you know, we've, we've slowed down the sales pipeline a little bit, even though we've grown, you know, 150% this year, just because we're not willing to, you know, pay a two-year person more money than our 10-year director that (laughs) is running the division, right? Right. I think that's another, you know, part of the retention process is if you start hiring people at crazy rates and your employees find out about it, what's, you know, the first thing they do is go to LinkedIn and (laughs) open up their, their messages and see the 15 recruiters that reached out to them in the last week. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. Well, uh, one last question before we, we wrap up here. Do you think that the what we're calling the Great Resignation, do you think this is temporary? Do you think this is kind of a way overused phrase, but the new normal or, you know, is this is this just the way it's going to be? Or, you know, are, are we going to go back to something that's a little less chaotic? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, obviously, I don't know if anyone knows for sure, but um I, from what I'm reading about the immediate, like three to 12 month time period is that nothing is really going to change. And in some regards, it might even continue to pick up a little bit. Uh, When you talk about long-term, there's two, I'm a part of Vistage, uh, which you may be familiar with, but it's like a CEO best practice group. And I remember there was a, a leader from the Department of Labor that was one of our speakers, man, it was probably four or five years ago now, but he was just talking about the economics of the workforce uh, and how uh, how much potential the USA has to grow, but labor was going to be the number one drawback <laughs> of being able to attain that. And so, uh, you know, with that recommend or with that presentation, you know, I would say that. Um, it's probably going to be ongoing. And then uh, I also follow ITR economics, uh, which is a very analytical based approach to assessing the overall overall economy. And they've been saying even through the pandemic uh, that like the next 10 years is kind of going to be the, the roaring twenties of, of our generation. Uh, And so if that, is truly the case based on on their uh, numerical analysis, then I would say, uh, you know, it's probably going to stay this way, at least for the next few years in some way, shape or form. And it might not be solely the great resignation, but I think uh, candidates uh, and employees having the upper hand uh, is is probably something that's, uh, you know, going to be pretty consistent for the foreseeable future. Well, um, Jared, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I, I do some podcast work. Uh, Parkamarketing.com uh, is is where you'll see some of my blogs and, and videos that I do. Um, you know, being that we're in the staffing and recruiting agency, unless you're in that, uh, you probably won't, (laughs) won't see me speaking, but, you know, uh, American Staffing Association, Staffing Industry Analysts, TechServe Alliance are some of the big, you know, uh, best practice conference, uh, groups in our industry. So, um, that's kind of the world I live in. So feel free to check it out if you wish. 
Sounds good. Well, again, I'd like to thank Jared Hummel, president at Parka Digital Marketing Agency for joining the show. Thanks for listening to the Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile World podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, from my website at theagile.world. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.